0: Welcome to With You in the NICU, a podcast for infant patients' parents and practitioners. Each episode aims to last as long as a pumping session for mom, or you could listen to several while you practice skin-to-skin with baby. With You in the NICU is produced by the Canadian Premature Babies Foundation. This episode is made possible by presenting sponsor Medela with support from AVI and Prolacta. Your host for With You in the NICU is Jenna Morton, a parenting journalist and mother of two preemie boys.
1: Welcome to With You in the NICU. I'm Jenna Morton. Many mums, especially those of us with preemies, often forget to focus on our own health and recovery. Katie Kelly wants to change that. She's a pelvic floor physiotherapist and our guest today. Katie, tell us a little bit about what you do.
2: I work with loads of mothers in the postpartum phase and then in time beyond that i typically treat people and women who have issues with vaginal concerns colorectal concerns any sort of pelvic organ pain genital pain or even pelvic joint pain so as a pelvic floor physiotherapist we help to address any issues that have occurred with muscles anything that could be happening with the nerves some of the connective tissue down there Conditions that we frequently treat, especially in the postpartum period, include things like urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, healing from obstetrical tearing, healing from C-section incisions, um, sort of fecal incontinence issues, and then genital pain that could be occurring as well.
1: What are some of the things that a new mom sitting pumping should be thinking about in terms of her pelvic health?
2: In terms of pelvic health in the immediate postpartum Period. a lot of women are concerned because they can't get back in touch with their muscles down there. The muscles down there are commonly called Kegel muscles or Kegel muscles. In the pelvic floor physiotherapy world, we call them the pelvic floor muscles, but they start at the pubic bone in the front. They sling between your legs and appear much like a hammock and attach to your tailbone in the back. If they're spoken about at all in the media, I do find that it tends to be really focused towards the vagina and a lot of women will really be trying to squeeze around either the urethra to help prevent any urinary incontinence and leaking or around the vagina because they want to regain sensation in that area but i think that it's important to note that a large portion of that muscle extends beyond to the back to the tailbone so that we would always ask about um, rectal or anal functioning as well There are certainly birth injuries that can occur in a traumatic birth or a birth that requires more intervention with something like suction or something like forceps, where you can have obstetrical injury to the anal sphincter. So it's important to recognize that this muscle encompasses everything below in the pelvis that runs between your legs. When we talk about recovery for this muscle, a lot of women become really focused on Kegels, and they certainly are very important when someone needs to regain strength. However, sometimes I feel that women get almost over obsessed with doing Kegels and they don't learn about the opposite. So a good pelvic floor physiotherapist is always going to teach a proper Kegel. So where you would squeeze and lift and then a proper relaxation where you'd learn to put the muscle back down. When I teach this to my patients, I will often say, pretend like you have a jelly bean in the vagina and one in the rectum. Don't just squeeze it, squeeze and lift and then make sure that you put both beans back down when you're done. If that goes smoothly, then we'll try to time this with breathing techniques. So it would be inhale, exhale, and pull up your jelly beans. And then when you inhale, put them back down again. If you can do five of those in a row in the immediate postpartum period, then you're doing pretty good.
1: And is that something that you can do while you're sitting here pumping?
2: Sure, you can do that in every position. I will often teach it lying down on your back first because it's um, you don't have as much force coming through with gravity. But you are going to need to know how to use those muscles in a sitting position, in a standing position, picking up children, going grocery shopping. So once you feel ready, you can try them in an upright position. And it might feel a little bit more difficult because now you do have the weight of the organs resting on that muscle. But it is also a nice progressive weight to have you starting to learn how to activate against gravity in that position.
1: How soon should we be thinking about being able to do these Kegels after baby?
2: Physiologically, a lot of women want to do them straight away. I often find with a vaginal delivery that it's difficult to feel. So I will counsel women, get your breathing back. See if you can get some belly breathing back. If you can do your breath, see if you can do a squeeze. If you can do a squeeze, great. Let's keep working on it from there. So I have some patients that will start to do this, you know, within 24 hours of having birth. However, not everyone is mentally prepared to do that. And I think that's a really important piece worth mentioning. If you don't feel ready to work on your pelvic floor, don't work on your pelvic floor there are lots of things that become associated with birth, right? This is the time that you're bonding with the baby. There might be secondary medical concerns for mom, for baby. You might be really grappling with learning how to feed a child. The Kegel section is important, but it's not so important that it negates your mental health leading up to it. So I have lots of women that will start within 48 hours and then say, nope, not for me, this is not the time to do it, and we'll talk about it again at their six-week checkup, or women that I see two, three, four years down the road that are now ready to start doing it. There is no real set date. You can start at any point.
1: What are some of the misconceptions that you want people to think about?
2: Some of the misconceptions around pelvic health and pelvic floor muscle recovery in the postpartum period would include things like expecting that muscle to bounce back straight away um i think that we're bombarded with messages and social media and media in general that women should look and act and feel a certain way within a certain time frame after having a baby and that to me is largely a myth i think that we want things to go back exactly the way they were And while they should be reasonably close, and we shouldn't see a lot of dysfunction, we shouldn't have genital pain, we shouldn't have leakiness, things might not feel exactly the same as they once were. And I think we need to find what level is acceptable for each individual um, to decide how far and how much to be pushed treatment. I also find that women can sometimes have an outward pressure to return to intercourse before they're ready. So to make sure that you have healed that muscle well, but also have it healed emotionally quite well before you do that. To us, sex is, is more than just the act of physical intercourse. We have to look at um, sex drive. We have to look at physiological response. We have to look at desire. We need to look at making sure the muscles are functioning the way that we want them to function. So there's a whole lot of, of things that are happening when we go back to certain activities like that. And then the last thing would be going back to exercise because again this ties in with that theme that a lot of women feel pressure to get back into doing boot camp at four weeks they should be back into their you know pre-pregnancy genes and that it's okay to exercise with lots and lots of leaking and lots and lots of symptoms going on we really don't encourage that we try to hover somewhere between the two if you're leaking i certainly don't want to take away your cardiovascular activity we know that the benefits of exercise You know, there's, you could go as a compendulum of benefits that are associated with exercise. So we want to keep you exercising, but we also want to find a way to exercise that might limit any additional stress on the pelvic floor. The postpartum period is a vulnerable time for the pelvic floor, and we no longer really go home to a tribe of women that will foster our relationship with our baby and give us nutrients and take care of all the household chores. We tend to just have to do that ourselves now. So a lot of people will try to muscle through things that might be happening and I would encourage someone, yes we want you to stay active but maybe let's find ways to modify that activity to reduce a lot of force on the pelvic floor during a time when you're really still recovering.
1: What are some resources people should keep in mind as they're dealing with recovery?
2: I think that recovery is is an extensive topic. I think that your family doctor is a great place to start. Your obstetrician or gynecologist that you're working with, so... In Canada, we're usually set up with an appointment within six weeks after delivery. Um, But you also get some follow-up care typically with your infant, um, maybe a little bit sooner than that. So some family doctors are happy to double book uh, a patient and see mom and see baby at the same time. Um, but we also have loads of public floor physiotherapists across Canada. So I would put into your Google search engine public floor physiotherapist in your current location and more and more we're seeing that that sort of profession is becoming more and more popular, certainly in the major city centres, but now we're even seeing that in more rural areas as well. You can go online for resources as well. Um, there are lots of YouTube videos out there that are very helpful. Pelvic floor physiotherapists are certainly in the business of giving out some information for free, right? There are basics that we really do just want the general public to know out of the goodness of our heart. I tend to uh, encourage people to look at reputable sources. So to figure that out, take a look at the person, see what their education is. Certainly sites that have um, university backings or uh, medical establishments backing them are great, Um, but also just the leaders in the industry can help. So the last thing we'd want people to do is to suffer in silence. Go out, talk to your doctors, talk to your pharmacist, talk to your surgeon. If they don't give you the answers that you really wanted to hear, keep asking questions.
1: What are some online resources that might help mom while she's recovering?
2: So some of the best online resources that I will refer patients to is um, the post baby hanky panky website. So if you put in post baby hanky panky, it should come up. And that was started by um, a research and clinical psychologist in Halifax, Dr. Natalie Rosen. She gives loads of great advice on how to return to relationships with your partners after having a baby so some of the discomfort or awkwardness that you might feel about how to return to having intercourse maybe things including like a lowered sex drive trying to figure out how to navigate that pathway between being a mom a first time second time third time mom um a new addition to the family and then trying to still uh, address and honor a relationship that was pre-existing to that. So I really recommend what they have to offer, the tiny little cartoon-like clips that will go through some of those scenarios that might be all too familiar to some women. There's also a large component of healing that's included with birth trauma. And I think that sometimes that's glazed over much too quickly in, um, in today's world. Just because baby has arrived earthside, uh, sometimes it's expected that mom should be happy with that but sometimes we don't address some of the trauma and the grief that's associated with the birthing process or things that had happened in the immediate postpartum timeframe. Things like that would include something as simple as someone having to have a cesarean section who really, really desired having a vaginal birth. And again, the excuse is, well, you have a healthy baby, you should just be happy, but we don't know how much that vaginal birth might have meant to one of our moms, right? But also more dramatic things. So having to undergo anesthetic and not even be aware when a birth experience happened, having um, physical trauma, like forceps or an episiotomy, and now having to cope with fecal incontinence, having... You know, staff and hospital personnel tell you that a baby's heart rate is dropping and you not understanding what that means and to just being feeling like you're being thrown into this really, um, and oftentimes it is, you're thrown into this really an emergency situation. And that itself will require coping and healing strategies that oftentimes we can't address. So it's becoming more and more aware. It's being discussed more and more in the postpartum community and with the healthcare providers that are working with women in the postpartum period. So I recommend that if you feel that there might be something off, that you feel that you just um, need to somehow cope with some grief around your birthing experience, then to check out www.BirthTraumaAssociation.org.uk. And then if you're looking for a local pelvic floor physiotherapist, you can certainly look at www.BirthTraumaAssociation.org.uk. Uh, Canadian Physiotherapy ca to find a physio that is specialized in working with pelvic floor, the postpartum period, pregnancy, preparing for future pregnancies, preparing for delivery, and dealing with all of your pelvic floor muscle concerns.
1: What do you wish people knew before pregnancy about proper pelvic health?
2: Generally, I wish that women knew there was something called pelvic health before they became pregnant. I really feel that if we can build an awareness around the issues commonly associated with pelvic floor muscles, then women will seek treatment so much sooner. When we have a toothache, we know to go to the dentist. When we have a cough, we know to go to the doctor. If you leak urine, you should know to go see pelvic floor physiotherapy. It's something that needs to be talked about more often. Talk about it with your girlfriends. Talk about it with your partners. But the medical community and the healthcare community should be doing, um, making more of an effort, I think, to address these things. The big questions that you should be asking yourself are things like, do I leak? And I mean anything. Do you leak urine? Do you leak feces? Do you leak gas? Do you have genital pain? So does intercourse hurt? Does sitting for periods of time hurt? Does wearing certain clothing rubbing up against genitals cause discomfort? But also do you have pelvic and joint pain? Does my pubic bone hurt when I walk? Does my hip hurt when I walk? Can I not lift because of um, sacral pain? Can I not sit? Does your scar feel funny? So you can have a scar in the genital region from a vaginal delivery. You can have an incision also, you'll have an incision also from a C-section. You should be able to touch your C-section scar. You should be able to look at it in the mirror. You should be able to massage it and move it once the healing period has happened. The same thing goes with um, an apesiotomy scar or a scar from vaginal birth. It should not be hurting you. That's something that needs to be addressed. If you see the midline of your abdomen bulge, it can be something... Uh, that we call diastasis recti-abdominal, DRA, but it's essentially a bit of a separation that can happen between the two six-pack muscles. And by and large, that's a normal process that has to happen to grow a baby. We want it to come back together with good tension, with good function, and good coordination. And when those things don't happen, moms will complain of seeing a bulge that will happen when they sit up, or if they've been standing for long periods of time, their abdomen will look different in the morning versus in the evening those are things that can be addressed and it's helpful to address them because they could potentially help mitigate any other risks down the road things like low back pain potentially things like pelvic organ prolapse Um, so it's something to have checked out certainly if it's bothering you physiotherapy can help with that talk to your doctor these symptoms can be improved if you don't feel that they are being addressed keep looking for someone who will address them with you. Most places allow for direct referral to physiotherapy now, so you might not even need to see your doctor before going into physiotherapy. That's something that you would have to check with your private insurance, but there is a lot of a walk in the door policy with these clinics now, so you, you should be able to find help from
1: someone. What words of encouragement do you have for someone who needs to be that advocate for themselves, who has to figure out how to ask these questions?
2: I think this is a challenging topic because it's embarrassing sometimes to ask these things and when you're a new mom there might be other things that are going on so it might not be on your priority list but in my clinical experience i have seen so many mothers that have felt that they cannot be included in their children's lives to the level that they would like because of pelvic floor dysfunction so they feel they can't lift their babies they can't go for a run in the backyard they will certainly not get on a trampoline with them they're busy Um, being in the bathroom for longer periods of time than they care for. These are things that can be addressed. So to me, that's a motivating factor to have yourself be present in your child's life to the degree that you want and to know that there's healthcare options out there. If you're really concerned about asking these questions with a physician, then I would recommend writing them down on a piece of paper. At the very least, it will be a reminder to ask all of those questions when you go in for your postpartum checkup, and certainly your obstetrician should be happy to discuss any of those topics with you. But if you are going to go to a general practitioner, even if you have to give them the paper and hand it over to them and they read it, that's their job. I mean, their job is to understand how the body functions, they are accustomed to seeing genitals, they do pap exams. To me, it's no different than going and having, um, you know, your throat examined for lung infections or throat infections. Not everything necessarily has to be a vaginal exam to us. So I don't want to scare people away from going and seeking treatment because they think that a vaginal exam has to occur. We often encourage them as best practice to give us the most information That sometimes simple things like education, some standard exercises, can do a world of difference for people.
1: Anything we haven't touched on?
2: Treatment with a pelvic floor physiotherapist can look different depending on the issue. So most commonly I will see women present with urinary incontinence or concerns about things like vaginal heaviness and pelvic organ prolapse, which is where we'll see those organs descend a little bit lower into the vagina than we want, but also things like pain. Each of those treatments are different. I certainly don't want people to think that it's a one-size-fits-all. So the notion of going online and reading about just doing 100 Kegels may or may not work for you. We wouldn't want people to become discouraged if they've tried to do their own sort of pelvic floor rehab and felt like they haven't gotten anywhere. Sometimes it does just take a little extra piece of information, a little bit more insight, a tweak in your posture or your lifting technique. I also would love women to know that just because one pregnancy and a delivery went one way does not necessarily mean that it has to go that way again. Just because you had pain in your pelvis during one pregnancy, there's much that we can do to mitigate that in the following pregnancy. Just because one delivery went one way does not necessarily mean that we'll see the same thing happen again. So learn about the pelvic floor, learn how to control it. Build a team, a really good postnatal, pregnancy and postnatal team that can help you and guide you towards your goals, inform yourself as best as you can, and move forward towards the kind of birthing experience, parenting experience, pelvic floor experience that you would really like.
1: Katie Kelly is a pelvic floor physiotherapist practicing in Moncton, New Brunswick.
0: With You in the NICU is created to keep pumping mothers and others company in and out of the NICU. It is produced for the Canadian Premature Babies Foundation by Jenna Morton and Tosh Taylor. Financial assistance is provided through education grants from presenting sponsor Medella with support from AbbVie and Prolacta. You can learn more about the Canadian Premature Babies Foundation by following them on Facebook or online at cpbf-fbpc.org.